insure, like mm -hmm. insure the. Uh, so the have you ever heard? You've heard some of these. So there's no really yes. beginning or end. And no, it's just kind you of. Just get a sick rambling. of me. Just tell me. So okay. We're done. And there's no time. No, limit my God, I did or... one. The other, I did one yesterday or a few days ago with this woman who started this big uh, foundation, and we we spoke for. Four hours, but don't worry. Four we're hours. Not, we're okay. not going to do that. But All right. I don't just... know if I have enough content in my brain to really speak <laughs> for that long um, without it being kind of scripted. Right. So, <laughs> hopefully, this won't be scripted at all. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, I took your class, uh, uh, digital workflow, and um, you know, you you have a, a great, sort of, um, knowledge of photo photography. I feel. Is that wrong? Thank you. Um, I, I would hope so. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much all I've been thinking about and studying for the past what, 14, 15 years. Really? Yeah. How did that start? You know, like what were you, <clears throat> when did you get interested in cameras? And It, it wasn't until college. Mm -hmm. um, in high school, I, I was sort of the typical um, high school art student who would sort of put off all of the other work. Um, all of my other academic commitments and like math, uh, yeah, or even even subjects I liked like Spanish, and I would <laughs> I would mm -hmm. go to the say I was going to the bathroom, and then I would end up going to the art room. You did, you know, because it was kind of the room where the freaks were, or that not the freaks, but no, that's um, kind of true. The outcasts or the the, the people that didn't fit in, or uh -huh. yeah, it was just it felt like a home to me there. So I so yeah. I I. I just kept taking art classes, but uh, we had but very limited... But you weren't limited. in photography at that point. No, no, no. It was, we had, um, was, went to a really kind of small public school, and all we had were like some Conti crayons and some acrylic paint okay. and like a kiln. Okay. So I have no idea what art was. I had no idea what photography really was. You could really do a hell of a lot of shit with that. <laughs> sure. Couldn't you? I mean, I did a lot of really macabre self-portraits. Um, it was yeah. very all... Uh, the kind of cliche of what a teenage girl would make. Because you had angst? Is that <laughs> yes, what it was? I had a lot of angst. I was, I was pretty consistent in my angst, uh, listening to a lot of angsty sort of music and yeah. Wearing a lot of dark yeah. clothes. Yep, wearing a lot of black, uh -huh. still, still keep that as the uniform. Um, so consistent there. But yeah, it wasn't until I went to, I, you know, I decided somehow that I was going to major in art against my you know, parents' oh, wishes. Oh, yeah, any parents. And any parents. Yeah, there was a lot of... Like, if he wants to throw away money, I mean, just... Uh, right. Right. Yeah, so... It's like, I want to be a rock drummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Same thing. Yeah. I want to go uh, study philosophy. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same. It's all this useless sort of esoteric knowledge. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it wasn't until I took a photography class in college where um, I remember... I remember some of the first images ever seeing by artists that were using photography. So that's kind of a distinction, not just looking at photography as this thing that exists to like illustrate. Yeah. But, um, but that was really kind of a revelation for me in terms of uh, like communicating with images. I never really thought about how artwork can communicate until I took those classes. Mm. And um, it made me in a uh, really cliche way see the world differently. So mm. and who um, were, do you remember never any looked of the, back. Any of the people that you that were used in photography as a medium for art um, that you liked the first, at that time? Yeah, the first image, just still, it's still seared in my memory. There's uh, the image by William Eggleston called The Red Ceiling mm. from 1971, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I just remember seeing that image and 
it's really vivid red. Like he does this dye separation process, so the colors are just more intense than you could ever see with your eye or ever mm. imagine could be possible. Okay. And it has this sort of like very casual but controlled composition, and it's just of a light bulb mm. with these leading lines leading to the um, the light bulb ceiling, the ceiling on the shot? ceiling. That's yeah, and it has in the corner, and it has a little Kama Sutra poster. Maybe you showed us like that. Like a black light poster. And okay. that image, it's so simple, but there was something about it that just really ignited like this unknown thing for me. Like right. I had never seen an image like that. I had right. never um, been in a room like that. It mm. kind of gave me this little glimpse into like accessing something that I wouldn't normally get to see and that was really exciting and also just the sort of casual nature of the photograph um, that that could be something that could be worthy of being an artwork or to be considered was really kind of like revolutionary to me. Because previously you thought it would be something you'd have to take hours of pushing the paint around or something? Or... Yeah, yeah, or just mm -hmm. some sort of like, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, the the goal is like some sort of realism, right? Or some mm -hmm. sort of like just simply a formal exercise. I'd never thought of artwork as having something that could push your kind of understanding of the world, right? Mm. Just it, to mm. me, art before it was decoration mm -hmm. until I saw that. Like, like hotel art. Sure. I guess Which I I'm guess very good at. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some skate. Some skate hotel art. Oh, before, yeah. Be interesting. I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, I could, I could totally nail hotel art. Just putting that out there. I mean, anybody could, right? <laughs> if you just, maybe that could be a course that I could teach hotel art. And uh. but you know that you're 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 telling me about that situation is probably why I wanted to sit and talk with you. Um, that's something I got from you from the very beginning of the course was that you had this sort of. Um, Understanding that I had a curiosity about your understanding mm -hmm. of art, mm -hmm. you know, like you, uh, and you were pretty good at communicating that. I think it helped some of the students in our class that, 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 that I took of yours um, to hear you speak of things like that because I don't think a lot of people who are into photography think of photography in that way. Right, that, that's you know, a challenge. Right, <laughs> that's a continual challenge. Not if a lot you of don't. drone guys, you know. If you <laughs> <laughs> right, are thinking um, about the poetic possibilities, yeah. right, of, uh, of, an of aerial images shot and, of, and context uh -huh. and uh, psychology. But could yeah. that be in that? Couldn't, couldn't that? You could put that in there, couldn't you, somehow? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think any... There's a way to do that, isn't there? I think any way that you make an image, even with a cell phone image, I mean, look at, like, uh, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Joel Sternfeld's body of work called I Dubai, where he made images on, a, on an you know, an iPhone, uh -huh. kind of when the iPhone first started taking over. I kind of remember um, seeing like maybe a book on that. Like 2010, yeah. and he created this book. There's any, I mean, anything that you do in terms of photography technically can be used to your advantage. It's just about knowing if the, sort of like what the outcome is going to be or how to use that mm -hmm. tool um, to sort of speak to what you want to say. And you right, go in it with the, you, when you get your or drone up, and I'm just saying, I'm just staying on this because I know how <laughs> your love of drones. When you get your yeah. drone up in the air, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I probably really pissed some people off no. talking about talking trash about drones. I but love that. I love it. <laughs> Something you, I feel so when you very get your strongly DJI about. up in the air, you know, and you're. I mean, do you, so do you do you have an intention? You yourself, when you're approaching something mm -hmm. you're working on, because I know you're working on 
the pigeons right now? Are you still working on them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you go in there with an intention, <laughs> or are you gonna, are you, are you, or are you gonna, hopefully find something in it? Um, it's it's a little bit of both. I mm -hmm. mean, I think uh, whenever I start a project, it's um, comes from a seedling of an idea, and then I have some formal sort of constraint that I put on myself because you just kind of have to. You do. <laughs> you know? Why, or is they, Why is um, that? Or else the possibilities would just be too too large. And, and you'll get you sort of meander around. Right. Not, right. Okay. Like you know, it, it, especially in you know the 21st century. The way we make photographs, it's sort of like it's so open-ended. Yes. You know, with with display, but not only display, but like technically, just how many possibilities there are in terms of like, you know, are you shooting with film? Are you shooting digital? How many images are you shooting? What's the size? What's the context? What's the end possibility? So, um, so I think for each project, there's there's a different sort of endpoint that I want to get to. Okay. So those things all sort of lead me there, and then. Um, by limiting that's, your format, by limiting right. what digital or film, whatever it is, or yeah, okay, yeah, or limiting sort and of. And you like, know that going in, you know that like this thing I'm doing well. is going to be, it's going to need this, <laughs> it's, it's going to need. It's a pro, it's a process getting there. Yeah, definitely, it starts. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm very slow with that. I think other people are really much more quick to figure out like what the body of work needs, like how it needs to be said in a visual language okay. or the sort of con conceptual constraints that they put on, the, on themselves and yeah. um, or on that body of work. And, you know, I, I admire people that are just like, I only shoot with film, I only shoot black and white, and I only shoot four by five, and I only make prints in the dark room, right? But and I, why do you admire but that? that? Because cause then you can just focus on the content, right? You can focus on subject you can focus on motif you can focus on all these other things where I kind of like hmm. I'm pretty wide open so I use like found images sometimes I shoot digital and I do like documentary projects I was working I think I told you on like a cyanotype project so sometimes it's just I don't remember that, yeah. it's a little like my brain just sort of wanders a little too much so, so like so you, have, you, you could feel just, that you might have too many choices too many choices I mean the burden of choice is something that I think we're <laughs> totally dealing to with <laughs> no, I hear that. You know, in, that. in the 21st century, and I think in art, that's a problem, too. But don't you think me, the guy so. with the Mamiya's thinking, if I only had a drone right now? Right <laughs> Maybe I, 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 this is something interesting. Maybe I need to do a drone project. You know? yeah. Maybe that's, never thought of that before, like embracing the, the medium that you absolutely hate. You know something, I'll tell you a great drone hate. story. I was in, because I, uh, I know you love drones. I was in... Um, I've been trying to find a way to uh, photograph skateboarding with drones other than the big mm -hmm. shot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I learned after about two years of taking mm -hmm. classes and buying all kinds of drones and flying the largest drone, the smallest drone, it can't be done. But one day I was in Griffith Park and I was my girlfriend was with me and I was flying the drone. I don't even know if I'm supposed to fly there. But I'm up. Um, and I was just doing these sort of top-down shots, sort of the god angle, yeah. the god height. I was just following this ditch, and my girlfriend was like just sleeping like on the grass. It looked like she was dead. It looked like literally, <laughs> it was just so wrong. Because mm -hmm. you know, drone shots are so mm -hmm. HDR and oh yeah, it's so know. shiny. It's yeah. So I, I felt yeah. like there was something there. I felt like yeah. there's, you know, yeah. you could do something with a drone somehow. Totally could do something. I mean, just the way that people are using like um, you know Google Maps, you know, like as to talk about surveillance and to talk yeah. about. Right. Um, like how how are we photographing the landscape? Like we've never had that ability to photograph it. Like as, except if you know, our, obviously like aerial 
yes. shots. Um, yes. There's a great photographer, and his name is escaping me, but he photographed all of the uh, all of the the tracts of land in Orange County. Oh, really? Sort of um, in Lakewood, here. Really? So as they were being built, and he had these beautiful sort of images of um, you know land being moved in their abstract, and they mm. sort of have this like micro macros or tension, and they're mm. extremely beautiful, but their historic documents at the same time. And I think there's totally a potential for that. Mm, um, that's interesting. And I think thinking about like, I think the problem that I have with drones is uh, the surveillance aspect, the privacy aspect. And, Let's uh, talk about that. And I, what you know, I'm, I'm running down, well, for example, like I run down here, the beach, right? And right here I'll, in I'll Belmont? See in Belmont Shore. Right? There's, a, there's a little skate spot, by the way, right there, probably where you run. Yeah, I, I pass by that all the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll just be running, and then all of a sudden, there'll be a drone flying right in front of me, and I, I just want to give him the finger, like, Why don't immediately. You? Get on YouTube. I've done it before, and, uh, you know, it's just because it's... Do you feel like I think they're we creeping live in, on you, I just, or what is it? I think live in a, in a society now where, like, everything's being photographed, everything's being recorded all the time, and I just don't know where, like, if you're in public, where you're sort of, like... Do, just don't have privacy. I just no. don't feel comfortable walking out this door and knowing that, like, you're going right. to be... But I think there's an anonymity right. with drones that I don't. Well, because you don't know where the guys. I are. don't know where that person is. I can't approach them. Um, so I think there's interesting potential to use a drone to talk about that surveillance. Okay, there you go. So wow. but you never. I don't know. Do that this I mean, I'm sure it's <clears throat> been done or being done or. Well, you know. um, and I mean, you probably know. I don't know if you do. I mean, have you, have you done much study of journalism, photography? Just a, a little bit, yeah. I mean, you know, there's really no expectation of privacy. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if we, if there is no, is this a house? Or, I don't, I don't know, it's uh, not a house. This is a, yeah, it's a church. So this, whatever yeah. this is here, if you're in right. there and you're, if that's where you live and you own it, and you're in your underwear and the shades are down and I'm anywhere on the sidewalk here, yeah. and I have a camera, I can shoot yeah. right into your house. Totally. And as long as I don't sell it, yeah. you can't really, you can call the cops on me. Yeah. You know. No, but, I, yeah. So with the drone, it's the same, I'm pretty sure. Although I know that, with a drone, you, you can't um, sh fly above a, a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and the weird thing but about But how drone, is that being regulated? That's the question, too. But the thing about know? drones is that it is actually regulated, mm -hmm. supposedly, uh, by the FAA. Because mm -hmm. it's a flying, it's right. an un unmanned uh, whatever, vehicle or something, whatever. And so anything supposedly like a certain amount of inches off the ground to the highest legal place you can fly is supposedly all FAA, supposedly. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So if you're anywhere near... You were actually in a place where that guy actually did, or girl did not have the legal right to fly. Right. Now, if you go down Belmont Shore a little bit to the left, my, my kids used to live half the week on the peninsula. There's this one little corner right where they lived, where if you look at the zone maps of uh, it, where the airports are, and airports are anything from like Long Beach Airport to like the top of a hospital mm -hmm. or a corporation. Mm -hmm. um, you could actually fly, you could legally fly there. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you were at, it was actually illegal for them to do that. Mm -hmm. And it was really low, too. Was it? It's yeah, dangerous. Then. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like how I think about the scooters in Long Beach or, this, or in Venice now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the scooters that are everywhere. Oh, right. And, right. Um, and it's just like people don't really know what they're doing on them. Yes. It's becoming kind of a hazard. And uh, it's just, I just don't know like how necessary that is. <laughs> yeah, if you want that beautiful shot of your wedding, 
you know, with the drone flying up, go for it. But right. uh, just don't get in shot. my face yeah. <laughs> with it. Yeah, totally. Well, um, so you're talking about your approach and that you you um, have to limit what you're going to yeah. do, which, which format, because you like, you like to dabble in different formats and, yeah. you yeah. know. And so, um, and does it normally stay that way? I, I know I already asked you, but yeah. does it normally stay that way where you'll start a thing, I'm going to do it with these parameters, then mm -hmm. how do you know that? Like, I don't, I would never know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I would know for skateboarding because I know what I'm, the shot I'm trying to get, but I guess what I'm trying to ask mm -hmm. is, how do you know from an art sense, like what you're going for? Right. Um, well, I mean, it always starts with a conceptual idea, mm -hmm. right? So, um, like I was doing um, these cyanotypes because uh, and using digital negatives because I was thinking about the sort of con the way that we kind of interact with digital media today, um, and they were I was making these images of retouching that I had done. So I was thinking about labor. Right? It was actual okay. labor that I had done for other people. Right. <laughs> right? right. And so that, to me, um, was an interesting concept, thinking about that as a mark of labor. And how do I sort of translate that and think about that and take that out of this digital space into a sort of handmade space or yes. take back that like, human, show that human you aspect. You repurpose so, that into this other. Right, and mm -hmm. so where's my hand? So like that led me to thinking about cyanotypes, thinking about Anna Atkins, who's one of the first female photographers or first females using photography and that sort of like hand process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, so sometimes it just comes from a conceptual place. Um, right now I'm working on this documentary project and it really is, is a project that is dependent on a large mass of images, so I had to shoot digitally, then I, I'm not a millionaire. Um, and adjunct, you know, teaching, well, believe it or not, be. doesn't, really, <laughs> doesn't really we pay that well. We just don't know it. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't reveal my millions, but um, yeah, so that, so that I had, you know, I had to shoot that digitally. I wish I could shoot it on film, but uh, I, the I have to. For economically, I've shot thousands of images mm -hmm. because it's really about going, you know, for me, it's about going back to the sort of decisive moment. Um, it's a documentary project that, and, like, it just needed me to be able to shoot a lot and respond yes. really quickly in the moment. Right. Which but, I haven't done in a while. Yeah, because so. you used to do that a lot, didn't you? I mean, you said, you you were talking about the the enormity of the amount of images used to edit at a time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You, mm -hmm. You've had experience with that. And yeah, hundreds of and thousands of images. Did that? Yeah. Ruin you at all? Yeah, I, um. Did it ruin me? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think it ruined me. I think it, it made me really good at seeing. Really? That's a great <laughs> way to really look at it. Really good at seeing. Better better at seeing. The more you look at photographs the better you see. And I think that a lot of, um, a lot of students I try to, this is the one thing I try to like teach, mm -hmm. but that's not really what students really want to learn. Why, why is that? Um, I think they want- No student will ever hear this violation. <laughs> Feel comfortable to express yourself. You know, I'm going to play this at the beginning of every class <laughs> I teach from now on. Um, you know, I think students want tricks. They want tips. They want yeah. to, Shortcuts. they want to figure out the formula, 
right? Right, the magic formula. so they think it's a formula. You're not going to tell them, right? You're going to keep that to your grave, right? Yeah, no, I have the formula. It's it's tattooed somewhere on my body, but I can't reveal exactly where it is. Yeah, they want a formula. They don't want to, I don't think they really want to, like, respond to the world. And I give I give a lot of assignments that try to do that or try to have them think about what they're photographing, how they're representing. You really do, because we were in their photographing. In your digital workflows, you have some deep things. It's like, I thought this was like how to capture an image, like whether to put it in Lightroom this way or that way. But you you really had some awesome you really you made me actually think about my approach to what I do. You made me think about a sensor. I thought, God, wow fuck, I'm thinking about a sensor today. You really made me think about that. You know? That's great. That's right. great. And no, I really think, did. you know, and yeah. I think that when you're thinking about those things, you have to respond in the moment and you have to mm-hmm. think about what you're looking at and how you're seeing the world. And that could, and I'm talking about both in a visual sense, um, but also in a sense of like your perspective. Yeah. Right. And, right. and kind of how you want to communicate your ideas. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I don't really yeah. know where I started well, that, that thought. It was wonderful. But um, <laughs> no, that's the way this, this podcast is. It's just sort of a crazy mishmash of thoughts. You know, the reason yeah. I asked about the um, ruining you is because, like, right. as a musician, if I were forced to listen to like a lot of music, it would yeah. kind of kill me a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I'm pretty picky too. I'm pretty mm-hmm. critical and picky of music mm-hmm. and art in general. I'm not even sure if art exists. I'm not even sure if I even believe in it or not, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, um, that's why I asked that question because you know, you're looking right. at so many images. And right, and I mean, and I think that's a problem also that I have like, or that all kind of teachers have when you teach and you see so many images okay. and to the proliferation of images that's just that we see on a daily basis just as human beings right. now. Um, that it all starts to look the same. It all starts yes. to have this homogenous you about that in, in our class. sort of feeling, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. It's and I mean that's why people are there are sort of like panels of people talking about how photography is dead now. Mm, like, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot really? of people think photography is dead now in the 21st century. Now that everyone has access to it, and um, really? sort of like what does a yeah mm. yeah what does a photograph mean? Like what does mm. capturing something mean? Um, okay. So I, so I do think it's, it is ruin, it does ruin a little bit, but the art that, I think for me, the art that really like pushes against something and makes me ask a question, I try to tell that to students and I don't know if they really know what I mean, but that art always stands out to me. Yes. Right. So, so something that makes me sort of question, I think a lot of what you see is, is reaffirming what you already know. And I think that's what a lot of students want to make, right, is a, they have an idea of something that they think. Um, they go out and they make that thing that illustrates that idea okay. instead of instead of trying to um, ask a question with their work or okay. or sort of make something that so can, can invoke it's, it's that. It's a in mimicry type of thing. A mimic. A, mimicry yeah, it's of... a. It's they see something, especially like I see this with Instagram a lot. They see something. They you think, you don't have Instagram, do you? I don't. I have an account, but I don't post and I don't. You just look lurk? at it. I don't lurk anymore. You it's don't? Been, I, I'm just, I'm like, I might return at some point, so I haven't completely really? deleted. Shut, shut the door on that. But, um, 
But I think they, they do something that reaffirms what they've already seen yes. because that is photography for them. And, and that's something that and that's a it's stage really of, difficult a stage in of intro. photography, isn't it? Oh, right. In intro, when they come in and they think okay. this is what photography is, they have this one idea. Oh, I know. I love right? that. I mean, I meet a lot of those guys and they have way better gear than I do. And right. The gear, yeah. the gear heads. Oh, man. Those all, are the most hardest. of them are gear heads, yeah. 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 They won't yeah. do the next shot till they get the latest. Uh, mirrorless or whatever it is right or, you know, yeah whatever the or like uh we had a there's a student in in our class who had this idea of what photography was and there were specific rules that he said you have to have you know the horizon has to be level sure in a landscape shot it has to and sure who's making up these arbitrary rules you know some some like right. guy in 1962 yes. you know like uh yes. all right you know we need to get over that idea but so. isn't that but that's interesting you said it because, <clears throat> because isn't that sort of the mechanics of a, a show in fine art? Sure. Yeah. I sense. mean, there's. Isn't it a? Isn't it a? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, I think, but I think that's a hangover from modernism, and I think okay. in postmodernism now, I think uh, we don't really, or there shouldn't be this emphasis so much on. Um, this right way of doing things, or, or what a because photograph of what was done has before. to look like, yeah. right? It's like we're, we've moved past, we're past that. Mm -hmm. We are much more educated now in, in, um, in our visual sensibilities, and, and it gives us kind of carte blanche to do what we would like to, um, to just communicate to the viewer. And if the horizon has to be skewed, then the horizon has to be skewed, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, it's... Uh, right. It's a new, it's It'd be great world. if art was, it would be great if art was that simple, that you just follow all the rule of thirds and everything. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, then, then you're making good art. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I was never really taught that. Oh, you didn't? And, mm -hmm. and, and that's really interesting to me when, you know, I get like curriculum for an intro class yeah. and it's like totally all about design and it's like, Layout. and then yeah. I get, I get students who are like, you know, maybe they're in an intermediate class and they say, like, I've never thought about why I was doing something. I thought about how to make it look good Yes. or make it look better. And I think for me, whenever there's a value placed on something that's arbitrary like that, I get really upset. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. Why? Why is that? Um, because then it's coming from some other place that's not your own and like as individuals, we should all be thinking about, you know, obviously there's psychology that goes into making art and the ways to communicate with your viewer because we all sort of see in similar ways, right? So you're talking about but, some sort of Darwinian thing or he, some kind of yeah, like is it, it? Yeah, like is it, um, I, I just wonder who the person is in power that's making these decisions of what's good and bad, right? I think right. It's, it's just a larger sort of sense of this overarching sort of like lord of photography that decided they, is it possible you know? that they're related to some curator of us <laughs> no no but i mean no it comes from the western canon that's the is thing it, it all it? comes from the western canon and then okay. you know if you look at um you know like japanese photography it looks very aesthetically different than if you yes. look at western photography yes. and and that lineage of european painting and it comes from that and so that's kind of where i like like to maybe push against that or, or question that a little bit like yeah. where does this actually come from not just better or worse yes. but what are the psychological and visual sort of um 
parameters that we're working in to make a pleasing aesthetic image or an unpleasing aesthetic image and then where does this come from in terms of like a history because right. it's it's all embedded right. in an artwork and right. I think it's important to think about those things right yeah so I don't know that gets too heady for an intro class no, obviously no, I'm with but you. I'm just trying to find out where I'm thinking right. about where he's asking where a beer store is I don't know. I don't, I'm not from Long Beach. I don't know. I think maybe on 4th Street. I think you go up maybe to 4th Street. Yeah. I don't think so. There's really nothing on this street. I'm not sure. There's more businesses on this street over yeah, here. Yeah, there's that. nothing down here. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Windsor. my favorite part of the podcast yeah. so far. Yeah. Right here. It's a good idea to sit I outside. I like I, like <laughs> I know. I I'm like sorry. It was a very boring conversation until no, now. <laughs> you're wonderful. You have, you have, um, so, so if you, um, you have a good day, you're welcome. If you uh, look at all these rules and all this stuff, theory, let's say, talk about theory. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you're not the type of person that believes that you need to learn all your theory and then throw it out the door and then just make some shit? Like you feel like maybe the theory is in question? <clears throat> um, I, think that the, I think that the theory is important. You do? I think that the theory is important. I think it's, and I think it, it is isn't important all that, too. You know, stuff Lord Wind 8 or... Windsor. Theory meaning... meaning mm-hmm. this, is, this is the best part here. <laughs> well, they don't, I don't think they have soup. It's just coffee. Is that your dog bowl? No. I think it's, uh, if you have a dog and... Are you and, Japanese? Yeah. Oh, we're both Takahashi Hikiyaki. Your last name's Takahashi? I'm Takahashi Hikiyaki. Oh, nice to meet you. I, I'm Hata. Hayato. His brain is dry. Hayato? Oh. Well, there's an emperor Hayato, but it's spelled differently. Is that right? Who was uh, Japanese in your family, your mom? Yeah. Now that you say that, I can sort of see the Japanese in you. Well, American Indians do not ever ask for I was going to... Do you have a hacksaw in your car? No. Why? You, what are you going to cut? Are you going to get rid of that cast? We're not way too long. Stable up, and we get some snippers. No, I don't. Sorry about that. Are you friends? Yeah. Will you tell him to stop cheating us at New Greek Wrestling? Don't lose your purse. Oh, I won't. We can't see the three. Everything would be gone. <laughs> Here's my new weapon. Those big jet scalding hot cops, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Carry around my own microwave. Plug it, heat it up. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> now can I have my ten dollars back? That's your weapon? New. <laughs> and a 37 millimeter flare pistol with wooden bullets. Yeah. One inch with rock salt, table salt, flour, and itching powder. <laughs> Would you like to buy a chocolate covered hot dog? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. How about you? San Francisco tree. 
Do you just roam up and down these streets and? Well, this guy, that place is great. It's called Dave's on the, I think it'll be like this corner. And that, that place there, like slants a little bit. Then he cut me off, and I think he leaves it too. But, mm. okay. the two white guys, whether the girl and the guy, I don't care. If I was too close to the door, you know, it's like a cigarette, you got me. Oh. Mm. I'm just trying to get, you know, I gave these two aluminum cans to this worker, he gave me a pen with no cap. I just picked them all and leave, you know. And they're like, me and Kenny, he doesn't walk too good. And this is broke. This artificial hip stabbed his chest with a broomstick. This thing broke his night third. You know, we don't really get around to go over there. Go back over here. Mm. Go over there. These old ones, these old geezers. <laughs> yeah. So. What's your name? Carlton Hayato Sailor. Carlton? Don't I look like Olivia Newton-John? You know, I met her <laughs> once. I used to love Olivia Newton-John when I was young. <laughs> what happened? Well, I got, I got old. How old are you? 55. 54 and a half. You look a lot better than me. You're the happy Buddha. So rub his belly, pat him on the head, and put $100 bills in the top. All right. Wow. I didn't know that was something that was possible. What kind of work you do? You look like Jonathan I do as little, I do as little, I, he's one of my favorites. I love Jonathan Winters. And too bad for 60 bucks we could have seen Don Rickles. Don Rickles was at Stamos' 50th birthday. And then ah, Phyllis yeah. Stewart called herself Chicken Leg. Ah! <laughs> we're doing a, we're talking uh, with these, uh, we're doing like a, she's a, fa a, a wonderful photographer. And so uh, we're, my sister worked with Annie Leibovitz, but I think. Is that right? So we're recording. Still looks kind of young. We're having like a little talk. I'm going to do the, the rock bottom nude rest, uh, I mean nude uh, what is wedding. That? Like, no, what is that? What does that mean? John and Yoga Owner did a nude wedding. And all the people went. He ends up with that cow. And my mom says, she says, I think people should just do whatever they want. When she's a millionaire before she met him. Really? Well, from the Japanese royal family. Did you, did you pull the Excalibur sword out of the Blarney Stone? Did you slay the dragon? Do you ever, have you ever taken pictures? Yes, but they canceled it after summer of 80 in high school. Nobody told me that I could get a GED. So I wrote, one day I wore a shirt that says, I hate everybody. Hated stoner. Then became a marijuana addict for 18 years. Yeah. Quit January 1st, 03. Now I got all these millions coming. You do? Don't forget me, Carlton. In the bank no Ken Hodder right here. When you get those millions. Cigarettes. Yeah. No, I don't I don't have any I, have I don't smoke. Black coffee. I do, you want a coffee? I'll buy you a coffee. Just get the paper cup. You know, I just, oh we're yeah. having a we're doing a thing here. We're doing a How much is it? Huh? Two something. Yeah. Here. I hate this. I'll keep picking up the trash. No, no, no. Sorry, no, just coffee. The kind that doesn't <laughs> have beef hearts. You don't mm. like beef hearts? I love oh, beef hearts. 
You like the stew, but not the beef hearts. And she helps the people on the internet display their work. Like in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. They like those block off, like they put they make it back like three, four feet, three feet, and put a wall where people show their art. Oh. And there's this art bar on second Avenue, I think it is. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, and What? It's no good? What? Like like in that movie. This guy says this man puts a, a broom of his arse and paints. <laughs> is it true? Is this, true. You know this yeah. yeah. And does he get paid? <laughs> does he get paid? But it probably came from the truth somehow. Well, no. And what is that thing? I told you we're we're having we're talking. We're, this is a a recording device. See. Remember, well, I can spell every word in English language. Uh, never blow my voice. I'm a mess without my little coffee girl. <laughs> We've been invaded by you guessed right. <laughs> by by what? They're all doing <laughs> weird drills. Painter boyfriend's toenails, hot pants, people that pass out drugs. <laughs> uh, the first thing my mom says, boy, I'm the only girl dude. Other women don't exist. So they do. They're ugly. You don't exist. <laughs> Surely you must be kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> well, O.J. Simpson isn't guilty, but he has the exact same knife with consecutive serial number in yeah. his house. Wow. Oh, it's just racially divided. Oh, no, you just call them with a mailer or whatever. Random. Right. And most poor people just say, no, we're the rich people. Okay, I can take off work and I own business. My grandmother also going to be on a jury. Right. Never got it. Mm. I think most presidents come from Ohio. From Ohio? That's right. Hmm. I don't remember how I know. Right. Is, is your father Japanese? Yeah, both. My mom and my dad were, they're you both dead. Do you name? No, no. What's your last name? Hada, H-A-D-A. Shortest Japanese name in Japan. What's your first name? Ken. Ken, I know who you are. You're that macho guy that sprays that weirdo shit in the bowling shoes, in the bowling alley. We know how hard you work. <laughs> this bud's for you. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Oh, then this guy says, you know, why are these beer commercials, all these tough guys like Ken and Crazy Carl? How about a hairdresser? <laughs> these hussies, they're tight-fisted, and they, they come back and make me redo their whole hair. The tip jumper, the tippy. Hey, Carlton. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're having a we're having a little interview thing here. All right. I need this beer. It's a treat. Fun to stay at the YMCA. So you're gonna we're gonna let us get back to our conversation? No. No, you're not. First comes Hula. 
Knock a loony, knock a loony. Go, go, Nikki. This is getting good, isn't it? Yeah. You're very patient. Hey, how do you fix your tranny? Your castrator. And I'm a Joe's witness. But see, it's faith that works. When I'm done with all this, I'll wash it and just give it to somebody. Like somebody bought me a pack of cigarettes, I seven eight bucks, so I gave it a third or more away, or I'd break it in half. Right. Well, it was nice to meet you. Okay. It was very nice to meet you, Carlton. No, no, get your coffee. Go get your coffee. Tell him that I sent you for the coffee. Ken, what's your name? Randy. You know what Randy means in England? No. Horny. Really? My sister named me Randy. She's my teacher. She's a. a a, a, a professor, photographic. Can you even buy film anymore? Mm -hmm. Yes. In the old days, it depends on the side of the square. You want, we don't want 30 ounces, we want 8 millimeter. 7.92 by 57 millimeter. Because it's just better. Why they went from 320, 318 to 323 one thousandths. It goes from J, S, J, S, 320 diameter, mm -hmm. compromise board, way down low. Hmm. 24 inch, 98 Mauser, Belgian ceremonial bayonet. The Japanese people, they were to, like, like, like the Rape of Nanking, 330,000. Yes. Okay, so Americans, it's kind of creepy, you know, but they had those big old World War One bayonets, the World War II ones were like that, but this guy, now the average guy, World War II was, what, what are you, like 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, 5'4". Five, he was a size <laughs> 38. Now, I was a 42 long when I was 15, but now I'm about 44. Mm. But a couple of times, you would encounter a six-foot-tall, well-fed Japanese guy, without bucky, without nearsighted. And you know, they were going to take all those Cessna-type training aircraft and use those kamikazes. Right. Yamato had 18-inch diameter shells as big as that doorway for anti-aircraft gun. Mm. We had the 5-inch radar homing ship. Mm. Mm. Well, you go get your coffee now. You're, gonna, uh, you're not going to shake my hand? You're dirty. What? All right. I don't like right. that pound thing. There's no problem. Yeah, I don't like that Samoan guy being, being a sumo. Don't, yeah? You know, it's just too big. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Right. Well, you have a good, you have a good day. It was yes. nice to meet you. You know what I would have told everybody, Vice President? What's that? Well, I'll do the recap. The will be bound forever and ever. Oh, and my next four Supreme Court: male, Christian, gunnery, heterosexual. Let's, Supreme Court nominees are a shoe-in. That's good this to know. Buds for you. That's good to know. It was nice, it was nice to meet you, Carlton. My shoe. <laughs> See you later. I'm no gato. <laughs> you like Japanese food? Sure. Well, anybody named Takahashi eats a yuki yaki. <laughs> I don't like the heels. Too greasy. Oh. Have a good one. Great. It's great. Mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. I was going to bring a guest, but I didn't so, really need to. Yeah, that. I was going to say the third <laughs> guest for the second. I should say the second guest. Where are you? Where are you? You're, you're not from California, right? Originally? No, I am from Rhode Island. You get a lot of that in Rhode Island. Um, this is going to be the greatest podcast. <laughs> I know you have to keep all of that in, right? I, I, That's your limitation, any, right? I don't, you don't take anything out. No editing whatsoever. No. I hope he comes back. Uh, I have to say I disagree with you. <laughs> um, but no, not not really. Uh, it's too cold. It's, it's too cold there. No. No. People, no. It's, so they they die. Is that what it is? Hey, <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> just not a lot of people just end up, you know, in California. That's something that I I, I didn't I didn't see that until I moved to California. How long have you been out here? They're ending up in a beach town, sort of like you take the bus from whatever right. town you're in, and you end up there. Um, that's what you did. How long? No, I I drove. Here, though, I got rid of all of my belongings except for some music and some books and, and drove out here in 2009. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Had to escape the small, you know, growing up in Rhode Island is kind of like a small town. Yes. Like the entire state. Okay. It's kind of like the whole a small state town. Really, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody you go to the doctor knows and everybody everything. knows about all your medical stuff. Yeah, my dad was a postal worker. So he would, I mean, we went everywhere. He would see people he knew, and he I just, I didn't like that. I wanted to be more anonymous. Mm, <laughs> so. That's interesting. Yeah. You're so social, though, it seems. I mean, you seem to be so social. And just a big front? Is I, it is. Front? It's all an act, really. Wow. I'm, a, I'm heavily introverted. I'm, glad I'm, so, I'm so amazed you even showed up here today. <laughs> took some, you know, we took some Did you have to do a lot of uh, meditation this morning before showing up I here? Did. I did, I did. Look at the, all just, the little notes on the mirror and all that I stuff. I had to set lots of intention. Yep, I, have, yeah. I had to do some, <laughs> some, yeah, talking in the mirror, kind of shadow boxing in order to. Did, did, to did get Carlton this. stress you out? Just a little, just a little bit. Did you think just, it was dangerous? Yeah. No, oh. no, no. Just uh, wondering what's going to happen, the anticipation. I think he's just lonely. Yeah. Nobody listens to him, I think. No, yeah, think. yeah. I think he really liked uh, that he was making you laugh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've talked to people with much less facility than Carlton before who had much more responsibility. <laughs> yes, so right? have I. So Don't have I. Yeah. Absolutely. You could run a country with that kind of uh, brain, couldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. 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 He moves yeah. on quite quickly. Huh? He moves on quite quickly. <laughs> not really staying in one place too long. Well, I think I was asking you about like theory that mm -hmm. do you feel that theory is a thing that you learn and then throw away and then you just go make stuff without regard for what you learned? I think um, I think you have to learn the theory. I, I wish that you could just go and make stuff, but I don't think that's the way the world works. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when you're making art in a context of the world, you have to remember that theory, right? And it yeah. has to be sort of a Too conversation. Too bad this isn't a vlog. <laughs> Your look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? He's coming back. Um, I could call him back. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you don't, no, you can't I, do I that. Do you think, can't just I learn think, a bunch of theory and then get out there and make uh, stuff. You have to what? How, what's the other parts to that? I think you have to understand mm -hmm. the experiences that your audience comes to. That's when you make something. That's so. That's such a drag, isn't it? A it little is. bit. It because is. Because like, but is that art? I thought art was just like taking paint and just 
tying a, what did he say, tying no, a boot to your ass? No, I think that's what people used to think art was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, art is extremely intellectual and conceptually based. And, um, I mean, it's much like literature in that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even more so. Uh -huh. Where I, I think I think you asked me a question one time, or we had a conversation in class about like artistic license. Yes. You know, and um, and I think that can exist, but in uh, 21st century, in the art world, you know, there's an idea behind sort of everything that you do, and I do think that it can become really formulaic, you know, and I think that's problematic. But I think that they're, you know, it's it's a language. It's a language. Is it? So it's absolutely a language. It's interesting. Doesn't so that sort of take some of the the new stuff out of it? Since the language is already, or is it new words being created? How does that work? Because mm -hmm. for me, when I hear that it's a language, it makes mm -hmm. me feel like it's been defined already. So like, why make anything at that point? Well. I mean, could you, would you say the same thing about literature then? Maybe. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know what, I, I guess what I mean is that the thing that I have, the problem I have with theory and art in general is the only art I really know is music. And most of the people that are the greatest musicians that I ever met or witnessed in my lifetime, nobody knew, let mm -hmm. alone people mm -hmm. in the music world. Mm -hmm. The The... So that's why I was always questioning art. Like, what mm -hmm. are the really good artists really the ones being recognized? Right. And, and what you're saying is that mm. you have to learn this language. So right there, you're saying you can't do this unless we program you to. So now you know what you're doing. Now you can go do it. But isn't that sort of formulated to some level? Yes, but. I mean, anytime you make something, you're referencing something else, yes. right? right. So if you take a picture of a bicycle, you know, it's not just a picture of a bicycle, you're, you know, referencing all these things that we associate with bicycles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's just no way to get around that. There's no way to have this, like, pure visual sensation. But that's not what I'm saying. Without, that's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is that would people who are versed in art mm -hmm. know art if it bit them in the ass? <laughs> you know, because couldn't you get used yes. to this sort of well, uh, uh, mm -hmm. this story? Yeah, of yeah. what art is. Yeah, no, I was just having a conversation with a friend recently about that. About like um, we go out and see art now, and it really doesn't. It's not injected with anything because a lot of it, I think, is made by people who are studying art. Um, they haven't really had a lot of experiences in their life, mm -hmm. and so they can't bring anything to it. And they, yeah, so there's not. It's there's not injected with a, a sort of like whatever sort of strain um, like a rebellious streak or, or some sort of like perspective. Interesting. You know, I, I think, so I do think that there is, it, it can be really problematic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that visual art is very different in the way I think about music, How so? right? Like, because music is so, to me, like music and dance, Particularly, both of them together, I think, are some of the most like visceral things that you can experience in your life. And I don't think that I've never walked up to a painting and felt the same way that I felt ever listening to like a Fugazi song. Like mm. that's just 
those are two completely different experiences to me. And I think music yeah, gets think to the core the of being, where I what? think, uh -huh. for me, visual art gets at the core of like understanding. Oh. It gets to a core of like knowledge oh. and perception in so a way. you it to it's, like words? Yeah, like I do, I do, yeah. Doesn't, I know, there's there's, there's there transcendent are, in that? that there, oh, there absolutely is, but I think it's much more of a cerebral process, I think, than music is for me, where music, like, I can feel it really in my gut, right? Like, it, there's something human about that. So isn't that kind of safe, if it's the truth, if that's the case? If, if visual art is, yeah, isn't it kind of safe? Because... Yeah, yeah, it is, it is safe. It yeah, is? yeah, I really? think so. I think so, and I think there are people that are trying to get out of that sort of feeling and mm -hmm. create more experience for people. Um, Don't you wish you would have sat on this side? And, yes, yes. I think you don't even really know what's going on over there. Um, you know, I think there are people trying to create, you know, I think there's been a lot of shift toward um, art in a more experiential way because of that hmm. because people are trying to get more past the you know for me sometimes when i also look at a, a, a work of art mm -hmm. like something two-dimensional or three-dimensional that's mm -hmm. like static in a way it starts to just look like a, uh, a product to me i think that's right. an issue that i'm that's having kind of what i'm getting at and yeah right 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 I, I, but seemed, yeah, i ahead. still can't stop doing it even the product stuff no, I mean, I think there's something about looking at a photograph to me that is endlessly pleasing, that, you know, orders the world that's chaotic. Like, that's, that's the reason why photography, I think, is so poignant, and I think why it won't be dead, right? Because we will always want to see that, I right? Agree. I think that's I something that is, it's a little, inta like, intangible. You can't really... That's the thing that you can't really put into words, I think, I, is I that agree. feeling of getting, looking at a photograph. And that's where a huge thing because any idiot huge. can click a button and make right. that. Right. Really. That's important. So I don't, so to me, like I'm not, I can't stop doing that. I get even that. If I I get I, that. Even if I do think it is a little safe. I get that. But what if you got bonked in the head and then you had to go make <laughs> some stuff? Would it help with your stuff God. or do you think it would hurt your stuff? Or would there be no difference? Because you're using that little magic machine. Like, what if you forgot yeah, all the stuff you question. know, this language, and, right. and what if you just had to use your before. gut mm -hmm. to make stuff? Mm -hmm. Would it be a bad thing or a good thing or not really one of the, just theoretically, I mean, if you, you know, has your, mm -hmm. is the, mm -hmm. everything you know about art, is it mm -hmm. service to you or is it, is it possibly defined, confined it's, your right. scope of what it, things could be? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I sort of am circling back to sort of the photographs that I made when I was younger, right? And well, what I, did you think of that? I think um, I, it's it's great. It's like coming home, right? It's yeah. So because I was making things and I was really responding to my environment, and I wasn't thinking about it too much. You didn't have, I didn't this have this, to rely these references, on. Yes. and I didn't have like technique, whatever. Technique yeah, yeah. is something you need to like you need to know for better or worse. For right. me, it's something I need to know. It doesn't. Right. I, I don't like get excited about that stuff but right. um but i think i was truly making something from my gut and truly responding and it was and it was more of the act of making than the actual product itself that really mm. sort and of why was like, it in that time you're doing that and not now as much i think because now i think about it in this calculated way you uh -huh. know it is sort of the formulaic way or mm -hmm. or there's this pressure to make something that hasn't been 
said already. And so as soon Is as there, you're thinking about that. You think about that, that you're trying yeah. to make this thing that's never been made? Yeah. 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 Right. That's tough and because so, the world's a big place. I mean, somebody could be making it somewhere else in another language or another totally. culture that never even mm-hmm. would see. That you wouldn't cross that path. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a huge responsibility, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, the thing is, is that anything you make, you know, one could argue because you're making it, right, that it's going to be different than the thing that someone else made. I personally if you try to that. recreate an image yeah. at a one-to-one um, sort of representation, it's always going to be always a fail. little different. Yes. But I think that, you know, I think that also, it's also the point of where photography is that we sort of like circling back to what we were talking about earlier, yeah. that um, so much has been done in that that language has been defined and how do you how do you make something that um, photographically at least sort of gives you a new perspective mm. on the medium right mm. like that's, have you had it's moments a like that hard place to be um, I pushed myself to do that before and it felt a little uncomfortable did it actually do you yeah. let yeah. yourself yeah. fail in your art all the time art? yeah all the time <laughs> No, it's, I think I it's a requirement, feeling. don't you? What? <laughs> no, it is. It's a, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that, you know, you get taught when you're learning, especially like if you're taking like a black and white like analog class, you know, you're going to shoot a roll of film and you get told like, you, you know, one image out of 36, if it's successful, like that's a good ratio, oh. right? Yeah. And, and so 35 out of 36 failures, like that's, that's pretty true. It's true. <laughs> To all art, you know, like I mm. might shoot hundreds of images and then show five. I've wasted many roles with not a single success. I mean, yeah, and in the, my life. Yeah, the, <laughs> sure. Just, you just, know, just gonna put that out there. You should. You yeah. should. Yeah. You know, it's unless true. you're, you know, Robert Frank or something. You know, you might. Is he just like you know, everything's like, gold? Well, not really. I mean, yeah. you're gonna have like two, three What's on a contact that, sheet. Honestly? <laughs> You know, like, do you have to struggle to get a thing? Do you think yeah. to make a good thing, you have to struggle? I think that's different for everybody. You know, like, um, I struggle. I struggle, but I think there are other people that maybe don't have to struggle so much. Like, I think of writers, um, certain writers, like jo- Joyce Carol Oates said she has to sit down at the table and write for, like, nine hours a day. Wow. You know, like, who does that? Wow. You know? Um, most writers will write like two hours a day, like Faulkner, I think, wrote like two hours a day. Okay. You know, so I think for me, it's something I really, really do have to work at. It doesn't come really easily it doesn't? to me. No. Really? No. Because you no. seem like the type, I don't think I've seen much of your work, but you seem like the type of person that's uh, pretty good at getting a thing. You know, like they say about photography, anybody can get lucky, you know, but you seem like the type of person that could go make a shot. Is that true or no? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I have, and I do so you make control. Your you can do control the control things. Thing. Right. Yeah, I can do the control thing. The control thing, though, for me, doesn't ever satisfy right. me right. as much. That's just not like not why I liked photography. I liked the sort of unknowable aspect of photography. Yeah, that there's so many variables, right. you know, and the in the sort of chance and sort of magic that comes with that. Um, I, that's the yeah, thing I you're think chasing. that's the thing, right? That's like a yeah. high, you yeah. know? And I'm going somewhere to photograph and I'm in this place that would, photography would only take me there, right? There would be no other reason to be in this place, okay. interested in the subject. Like maybe I'd be interested in that subject, but I have no other access point to it. Okay. And I'm there and I'm trying to make a photograph. Like that's 
the most interesting challenge right. to me. That's why I want to do it. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's your motivation. You like to yeah. be in this place where you wouldn't normally be. Yep. Photography puts Access. you there. Yeah. Access. And then, yeah. and then you don't even know if you can maybe even make a thing. No. Maybe you can't, right? Maybe. Right. Right? Yeah. That's what's fun. That's that's the interesting. That is so the opposite <laughs> of digital workflow, dude. That is so yep. the opposite of wedding photography. <laughs> wedding photography. Oh, <laughs> I've done my fair share of that too. Yeah. But no, I would argue that there is some chance in wedding photography. There's totally, I mean, when I was doing that stuff, I was trying to figure out, like, how do I make an image that actually has, hi, hi puppy. Um, how do I make an image that has really, is a really good tail? Oh, it looks like a little raccoon. Really good, yeah, a raccoon tail. Um, you know, how do you make an image that pushes yourself beyond what you already know, what yeah. you've already seen, Yeah. right? That's right. can always be that, right. Right. or an image that actually like tries to transcend the uh, just describing a moment. Yes, you know. Isn't that frustrating about photography? Because don't you feel like some of that, you know, the photographer doesn't really do, and so that shot you're talking about, you know, that really magical, transcending, yeah, just game changer shot. Yeah. And then you feel like, fuck, I didn't even do that, really. Yeah. I was like, do it all day long every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then it comes back to this, like, value question. It's like, how do we just, like, how do we say one is, one is successful and one is valuable mm -hmm. over another? Mm -hmm. um, That's great. What is that? What does that mean? Give me a little, inform me on that. What does it mean? Just, well, I think that has... That, that's always the question. Okay, right? value, right? <laughs> right? Value. That's tough. Why is this that's valuable? Tough. Yes, yes. But is it to you? Art? Yeah. Something oh, like very that. Very valuable. Yeah. In the scheme of yeah. things, where does it lie in priority? Is, oh, uh, is, is God, art, is uh, art, uh, I'm going to interrupt you with another question. Is art yeah. uh, almost uh, spiritual for you? Oh, very much so. Yeah. I think nature is the most spiritual thing. I think um, if I had to choose one or the other, if you could give me nature or culture, I'd choose nature. Okay. Um, so just but nature, that's <laughs> sacred to you? Or? That's sacred, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is the core of like, you know, who we are. Like being in nature and having nothing else around, to me gets at the core of being a human being more than anything that, you, that people have created in no, their I agree. Like I, agree. I think that's more beautiful and right. I guess if... Why do we live in a place like this? Of, I, I think about that all Where the time. Where's the nature here? Why do I live? Yeah. Yeah. We have some trees. I see, I see some trees. There is? That's true. Couple. That's true. The beach They're is over fake. there, right? I mean, that's one thing about Southern California that mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I'm living in a fantasy land here. You do? Like everything. Because you, you well, are. It's, it's a fucking it's desert right there. I mean, it's Disneyland. It's, it's Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that bums me out a little bit. But. Don't you think? <laughs> Did you ever think about, this is not a photo question, but did you ever think about um, uh, that from the moment you're born, you know, like the blanket that you're mother wrapped you in mm -hmm. to the day you die the casket if it's a casket you go out and you know it's all marketing yeah the marketing yeah. Uh, played a role in your life yeah. to that level which is the opposite right. of nature yeah you know everything you're wearing is mm -hmm. marketing mm -hmm. no matter how outside it is it's mm -hmm. still marketing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like does it ever frustrate you that yes your life could have been this whole other thing had it not <laughs> been for like these eggheads sitting in some office somewhere yes right you go to a thrift store right now you're on the cutting edge of 
I want what I want. I, want, I don't want stuff that's in the store with a still marketing. Yep, 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 yep. Every car, every camera, yeah. every mm -hmm. frame. And you know what got us there? Language. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I'm going to have to really process that thing about the visual arts being a language that really bothers me, but I love that. I love that that bothers me because, yeah. wow, yeah. maybe I'll quit photography now. Who yeah, knows? you should. Right? We all should. <laughs> I, I, it's no, kind of I frustrating mean, I when you put it in those terms. I think we'd be happier people. Like you do? I don't do. Yeah, I would be way happier if I if I said I'm not going to take another or not take another photograph with a specific intention, right? Or not or not push myself. Why? Because you have an because, expectation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's the ex expectation of the contribution, right? Mm. Of 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 using your language for greater good. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Whether that's you know, that is totally dependent on the person. But there, every time you make, I make something that's sort of supposed to be an artwork, mm -hmm. um, there's the expectation of, of contributing, mm. right? Or, or, or pushing, pushing beyond, I guess, pushing beyond what you, what you already know. Right. Look at what I try to get students to do. You right? do, right, yeah. right, right. So, what, now, what, what, why yeah. do you think, you, are you okay on time? Yeah, I'm All good. Right. Um, why do you, you have this wonderful sort of grace about you regarding your, uh, your ego, I, I feel, which I feel is sort of unusual for some artists. I've met some artists <laughs> where, my God, they're, they're freaking, uh, what's the people looking in the water and they Narciss look back? Yeah, yeah. Narcissists, you, yeah. You, like, you'll, you'll yeah. feel very strongly about a thing. I've had conversations with you, I try to sort of sneak them in during class, and then you, Mike, totally disagree with me on a thing, but you really would listen to another point of view still. Like, a lot of artists aren't that way. A lot of artists are pretty much black and white, all or nothing. Yeah. How come so. you're yeah. not that way? Yeah. Um, I know God, it might be I a hard mean, question to answer. You know, it's, it's an interesting question. I think, I mean, I think it's partially just like growing up in a, in a, like a working class family and I know plenty of assholes who like, grew up in working class families. Tyrants. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I think it's some, was it your mom, your father, or something <laughs> like that. Or somebody, somebody in your family is very uh, communicative. Or an aunt, or something like that. Or, or if, maybe you know, it's none of that. I don't know. No, I just, I just think that. Um, but I think it just comes back from my sort of the way I see the world, which is not that one person can define something, or that we can't ascribe value based on one person's opinion. Like right. It. So like I think of like teaching, I think of um, myself not as this disseminator of information, but I'm a facilitator. Hmm. I'm giving somebody a set, giving this group of people a set of knowledge to then go off and do what they will with it. And so I think if you define something, I think when you pin something down, much like language, right, you're saying, then hmm. it, it does sort of squash all sort of possibility it, you blow the candle out mm -hmm. and so I have very specific opinions um, so you're just not bringing them out because you're afraid but I you'll, don't, you'll offend me or something like that because please well, bring them out I just feel like everybody has a different goal yeah and I think that's what and what really but sort of good really good frustrates is, isn't it? Isn't it? me yeah. about photography yeah. and really engages me with photography. There are many possibilities and so many different outcomes and so many different values that we can ascribe to it. Yes. Like what you do and your goal of uh, whatever 
sort of photographs that you want to show yeah. is a very different audience than something that I'm going to make or that someone else is going to make. Right. So I think it's always dependent on those set of parameters. But as so a good person, or bad, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. right? Yeah. But as a person, yeah, I have, I have you have opinions. your opinions. Okay, sure, all right. sure, all right. sure. Because but much I don't shit is shit, that, isn't but it, I don't... Renee? And what is good is good, isn't it? No matter what anybody says, isn't shit just shit and good, good? Maybe my shit's your good, though. Really? You really think that? Doesn't it discount your, your good and your shit? I don't even know where we're at now. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about, but, but doesn't it discount your thing if you really don't stand behind the fact that this is just all shit and this is all good? Or is that just wrong? Is that wrong thinking? I think it's too, I think for me that's too black and white. Right. I think that's way too black and white. Um, I think that's creating uh, a binary of <laughs> value <Yes>. again. <laughs> but yet you, you almost define visual arts as a binary in a sense that it's a language, that it's 26 mm -hmm. letters of an alphabet, that it's words. I think, but I mean, if you think of the bounds of language, I think there's always people pushing that. Right. So trying to corner you there. I know, but I think, but we difficult. have to have language because how how would we, how, how would we be having this conversation right now without language, right? How do we? Well, I'm not disputing that. I just right. I think it just bothers me that you defined <laughs> it as language. Like, I kind of see that, and it's really bothers me. Like, what? It's a language? Oh. Right. Because you thought that you could make visual art so that you didn't have to say something, you didn't have to use language, right? And I and that's why that's why I started to make is art. It, was that it? I didn't had something to say but I couldn't use words. Okay. Right? Oh so wow. But Wow. <laughs> this is getting fucked. <laughs> no, but I mean I no, I'm, I think I'm listening. I think in anything creative that somebody does or if you think about music, like I could say that Ariana Grande is shit, right? Or some pop star she is, is shit. She is, isn't she? But, but there's something about, you know, like, okay, Beyonce, right? There are Beyonce songs that I cannot help but feel something from because it is a formula that someone created, right? To, to literally, like, we're talking about marketing, to, like, market to well, me. Well, some of that stuff goes back right? to actually, um, rhythmically, some of it goes right. back to Africa. Yeah. Exactly, right? So that's what I was talking about with music, right? Is that there's this inherent sort of like visceral feeling that you get that, that like I think is undeniable. Right. But isn't, it, isn't that the same so. campfire in Glasgow where you had the guy hitting the stick on the uh -huh. thing uh -huh. and in the cave they're making these paintings? I mean, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So yeah. why would one be, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or you feel, do you feel that they're both languages, music and visual arts? I don't really see music so much as a language. I see it as more primitive. I think it's like a proto-language. Proto-language? Yeah. That's just how I feel about it in terms of how... This is great. This is a great I... podcast. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize you would go this deep. I mean, that's the thing. I, I had an instinct about you. You know, you have a... You think about things. I think about things too much. <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. It gets in the way? Oh, it's exhausting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying. I mean, just and I'm going to think about this podcast too, and about the things that I've said. Don't and probably, just, you know, but but I think, but I think that's yeah. why I can't. That's why I can't say something is good or bad. I think something is valuable to me, to my set of values, right? And and mm -hmm. like I think that unless art is politically engaged in some way, I think it's shit. Honestly, like I to say that in now you know, we're getting somewhere. That's <laughs> now we're getting somewhere, right? That's yes. that's what I agree. But 
there are lots of other people that don't agree with that. And what am I going to make every so you, every you student that I have make politically fueled art in some right. way? Right? Why not? Like, why not? Well, why I not? try. You I, hear that right I, here. The next I, class you take is going to be. You don't <laughs> but take that's why I, I, I um, create certain assignments that I do. It's mm -hmm. it's all trying to to tease that out of students without telling them. Because if I say mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. this is what you have to do. Here are some artists that have done it. The pushback on Do the form like they're yeah. gonna do the formula and they're gonna right. try oh, to get right. the grade. Right. Right. So that's why I'm talking about facilitation and not dissemination. But political, so. why why political as a um I mean political can mean so many different things. I okay. just feel like um unless I think the goal of artwork in the and I think now um, it can't just be about beauty. I think we're, we're past beauty. Really? I think we're way past beauty. I think beauty is important. I think beauty is can be Is this a girl used. thing, do you think? No. Really? No, I don't think so. I think, think there boys are many are kind men of, that would uh, say... More fantasy-ish, and women are a, lot, a little more... And I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm just talking about male, female. Aren't boys... Little boys are sweet, right? Little girls are kind of smart already. Yes. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. I really think Because yeah. so, I have one of each. Uh -huh. And... Um, that's why I always say if you if you if you're a cook, mm -hmm. have a guy cook your food because guys are just so f fucked up, fantasy, full of shit. They'll just think of some shit you never would have thought of. Uh -huh. But if you want something to do your taxes, and get a woman. <laughs> I mean, I think those are <laughs> pretty large generalizations, but yeah. there are things yeah. I agree yeah. with you too. Yeah. But I think you know, but part of that is societal too. Yeah. That's not that's not biological. Uh, I think some of that might be biological, but I think, think a so? lot of that is societal. Like a Darwinian yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, so, but I think a yeah. lot of it's um, that we're, I think, as a, as a female growing up, I was definitely told things differently than, I have an older brother. Um, we were raised completely differently, you know, and I was told to, like, sort of be in line and behave and be a girl. and um, Really? Yeah, and so I, I, Those I roles. think, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. And you know that might not have been something that was completely cognizant on the part of my parents, but that's always there. And, yes. And every woman I've talked to has has had some version of that. Right. Um, that there's certain expectations placed on women, but, but I don't, you know, in terms of, of beauty, I do think that. Um, it's played out. I think out that. Or what? I think that. I think that. Isn't I don't isn't know beauty if that as really, isn't beauty as ambiguous? as a photo and political things, isn't that just a man-made structure of, isn't that just all just made up like money's made up? A made up, just, they just made money's piece mm -hmm. of paper, this is money. Mm -hmm. it's made, a man made that up. Yeah. Isn't, isn't our politics made up? I, I think I'm talking about politics in terms of the personal, uh, I guess. Personal. Personal, you know, the idea like, the idea in feminism that the personal is political, right? Okay. That something that your experience, whatever that is, can then speak to a larger experience, right? And okay. I'm not talking about politics in terms of, um, like, t I'm talking about policy, right? I'm talking, yes. about per I'm talking about personal experience. And I think unless, I think that is the art that I value the most, that's something that's made from personal experience that is speaking to a larger audience about that experience and opening up possibilities. For growth, for healing, for all that? For, yeah, for, for everything, for getting pissed off, for getting, you know, um, for making you question what you thought you knew already or assumptions. 
for for, yeah, for feel, making you yeah, yeah. like the art that I feel like is really even the you know going back to the the picture of the red ceiling yeah. there was something sort of perverse about that photograph really? for me a little bit just because it had the Kama Sutra poster in the in the corner and it felt like it was this like sort of um, bedroom from a socioeconomic um, you know atmosphere that I I didn't know and I wanted to it, that gave me an understanding a little bit head swirling yeah yeah so it was much more than just this visual sort of encounter it was it was again going back to like access gave right. me access right and I think that art gives people access to different experiences and that's what fascinates you that aspect of it yeah that's cool that'd be difficult to learn in a class what you're talking about <laughs> I think it's uh, you do you think there's a class yeah. that would be that you would love to teach where you could sort of get past the whole make a clean picture or yeah. make a shot in black and white yeah. so that someday you'll make it on a digital camera thing. Yeah. You know, do you think it's yeah. out there? I mean, I think that people would take it. I personally, I would take it. If you offer a class like that and you charged some amount of money that I would first think was a little too much and then after a while I got used to it, oh, that's all right. <laughs> You should think about that. You should think about doing some little, uh, you know, maybe yeah. there's an app involved with that. <laughs> if you add a drone on there, I'd be in. <laughs> oh, yeah. There would definitely have to be a drone component. I'll just have to learn how to fly a drone first. <laughs> um, but, yeah, how to, how to make politically engaged drone. No, because you're kind of art. taking photography where I think a lot of us would like to go, you know, but we didn't know that it existed or it was thought of in those ways. I mean, to me, this isn't... This is what I was taught, but I was also in a program that that really focused only on fine art photography. Right. I didn't learn lighting. Did fine arts I even learn... accept photography as an art form? Yeah. They do? Yeah. Don't a lot of them not? Yeah, yeah. And it was completely radical. So that's that's actually, like I didn't mention this, but it's kind of how I ended up in photography mm. was because all of my other classes were completely formal and they were very sort of modernist and traditional. And yes. they thought that conceptual ideas were, were not maybe secondary or tertiary, but like way down the line. Wow. Right? And so um, I was painting. I thought I was going to be a painter because that's all I had access to. And I uh, was sitting in class painting a a pencil. I had to do like eight paintings of a pencil. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is not making me think about anything. It's making me think about color, right? It's making me sure. think about composition. But yeah. um, but my photo class really made me think about who I was photographing, what that meant, how I, how I was representing the world. Like there were heavy ideas like right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that in my intro classes too. And, yeah. and that's just how I was thought, taught. So there wasn't this commercial, like commercial photography did not exist to me yes. at all until yes. after I got out of college and I had to figure out how to make money. Yes. And, yeah, and so, so that all the... of this stuff that I'm talking about was always, that was part of my education okay. from the beginning. Right. Yeah. But, but I think it's wonderful. I mean, that, that to <clears throat> me is much more interesting than the other. Yeah. Meaning that, yeah. you know, because it's, uh, more open, I guess, more wide open, what you could do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, yeah. um, your class, I believe, I believe maybe your class was the first one I took at, at Cypress College that sensed the whole change of all the teachers. Yeah. And um, 
you know, because it was you teaching it, I really thought, well, this is all right. Cool. You know? <laughs> I was like, I, was, I got I was, an all right. I was in there, you know, <laughs> really wanting to despise it because I didn't know what a fine art person's approach to photography was because I'd been around so many people that were f photographers. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. product guys and sports guys. And yeah, the, the, the brochure that says, like, you can learn. Yeah. This kind of photography and that kind of photography. Like a and not too long ago, I mean, you could make a living, an entire living with a retirement shooting for like a supermarket's magazine, you know, yeah. flyer yeah. and all that stuff. Uh -huh. I mean, um, it's changed so much, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the iPhone has been the harbinger of death. And Why um, is that? Because you just said that photography still alive because of what well the intrinsic i'm talking value about the commercial commercial aspect mm -hmm. right like you can't really it's 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 much more difficult to make a living because we have access to technology that yeah. you didn't need to know those skills and yes. um and you know composition can be learned pretty yes. easily True. right, right. <laughs> so and, and indeed there probably be apps that'll take just just take a shot and it'll yeah. literally sure. do all the stuff that people used to see yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Or you know, we have cameras that now can sort of like fo you focus later, like yes, depth of field can later. be changed, and right. you know, and so it's sort of like you're working with this raw material instead of this limitation again, and I, that some designer can sort of create. Or now right. they're yeah. So, so it's completely different. But that, right. you know, to me that was never like I didn't think that that was possible. The supermarket photographer job. For you, you know, yeah. Because you weren't interested in that. But you've yeah. done so many, you know, photo jobs. I mean, yeah. you know, editing thousands of photos and wedding. You know, yeah, yeah. Not exactly. No, I know. I did what I had to do, and I think that um, I'm glad that I did it because I learned a lot of the technical skills. You did through that. Through those, through actually like having to do it, because like I got to eat. Right. <laughs> Would it have been different if you got a job at the post office mm -hmm. and? Just mm -hmm. studied. Like my and, dad and my brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just did your art. Yeah. As much as you do. Yeah. Did, did you have to do, did you have to look at a shit ton of photos to get that eye or could it have been done other, you know, in other ways? Yeah. Does, I, does that detract from what you, for you it doesn't. Because I know people that have done that. They got into, I know guys doing catalogs, never picked yeah. his camera. Yeah. Yeah, no, plus, I mean, plus, you know. it did, it, it did, it definitely did. It definitely did make me want to photograph less. Um, it, I, I think it also started to felt like, feel like what's the, what's the point of adding something else, right? This mountain of. This mountain, yeah, this uh -huh. actual mountain. So I think that, but I think that it made me have a different perspective on photography because because I was seeing the same thing over and over again. Mm. And I was seeing, I guess it just made me think about the medium more in, in, in an interesting way where mm -hmm. our friend's back. Oh. Um, yes. No, she's dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> what was his name? Mean? His name was Courtney or Aaron? Carlton. Carlton. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Forget. Horrible names. <laughs> um, but Carlton okay. just totally mixed it up. He just yeah. shook the whole thing up. He right did. There. He did. You know, again. Went, yet again. Um, but I think uh, I think that made me see the medium in a new way and not sort of take take it for granted mm. I think in a way too mm. um, it why, kind of why made, not take it for granted because I guess it made me realize why certain photographs I guess if we're talking like going back to value why certain photographs are so indelible compared to others indelible. when you what see so many like a, like a, a it's like a permanent marker on your brain oh. that you can never forget and you didn't, did you right. see any of those so, thousands of no, shit? No, no. Never? No. No. So that's how rare that is. Yeah. All right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So it reaffirmed that this is just shit and that's why that good stuff's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was also the stuff I was doing for, for a very different purpose. Yes. Too. And I think that made me think about all the sort of different economies that photography exists in. True. Right? That's true. And so that's, that's really fascinating to me that it can... It's the same medium, but it can exist for all these different purposes. Yes. yes. And those can overlap in really interesting ways, I yes. think. Yes, yes. Oh, that's the truth. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So you're ready for a final question? Yeah. yeah. Sock it to me. Okay. <laughs> so uh, with all this stuff, with yeah. all the photos that exist, yeah. and you kind of already touched on this a little bit, you know, uh, all the ways you can take a picture, why is photography... Why, why spend your time being a photographer? You yourself, yeah. you, Renee, why do it? This is your life. Time is your only true enemy. Right. You're going you're gonna to sacrifice <laughs> your life. I think about that all the time. Okay. Oh, good. I got a good one. I got a good... Couldn't I be? I got a good... Um, because you could have been... You could have just hoarded money or you could have... Right. You know, right? I could have like... You know, my... ass bastard. My friend and I think like, well, we could just like bake bread for a living and like make people Way happy. More people eat bread than you know, people look at like, really yeah. photograph. People want to eat, they need to eat. Yeah. They want to eat good I can't sourdough. I really the flour thing, but I'll, you know, I do, I still do. You could still make something, you still have beauty in your life. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you think about that. <laughs> at this stage, or I love a, that. Or um, a park ranger, you could be a park ranger. That'd be a great go, one. Yeah. That'd be fucking amazing, right? Um, no, I. It's something that I, I actually think about all the time. I, right. I look into programs to be, you know, a social worker yeah. because, you know, to me, I there needs to be something that I do that's actually. Um, you're an advocate, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're an yeah. advocate. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I teach. I think my purpose is teaching. So I think mm -hmm. teaching has really helped me keep in photography because I see that relationship that students have to not only their own work, to, but to seeing artwork for the first time and opening up their mind to possibilities. And I think that's why I keep doing it because um, that feeling of making something that you didn't know, ex like that never existed before you had that experience of making it. You know, that's what keeps coming back 
right. um, to spread that around. Back. Saying, and is that what you're saying? To read to yeah. that mantle? Yeah. To pass that out there? Yeah. And to, to, be, to, because it made to you like feel give that. Yeah. something when you saw the first yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially as like a kid living in a suburb in the smallest state who never went to an art museum, never had, I mean, the most art I knew was like MTV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, right. or like my dad had an extensive record collection, so there was a lot of music in my household okay. and he played instruments and I played instruments. What, like, what did he play? Guitar. Oh, cool. What did, what did you play? Guitar oh. and drums. It's a difficult instrument. Yeah. Oh, that's right, you played drums, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I had that, but, but that was the first thing that showed me think possibility like a larger sense of the world and and it was it was a more interesting experience to me than like reading a novel about because mm -hmm. you could get that through other forms of but it sounds art, to me like you 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 have read it's a lot experience. Of yeah, yeah I don't read as much as I should You're, you should why <laughs> should you read <laughs> well why should a person read because I asked you this you got so offended you brought in all the books that you own, and you uh -huh. said, this is why I don't have any kids, because I've got all these books. Yeah, art. yeah. And I said, do you think books will, do you think they'll be necessary right. in time? And you just would, you know. I know that I, I, know that I maybe triggered a few <laughs> little. No, I love those questions, you do? though. OK. No, I think it's important to think about, too. But no, I, I think I think books is the, mo is the most democratic way of spreading knowledge. And Why um, democratic? Because anybody can get their hands on a book, their libraries, there are, you know, I think, Is that Ronnie, you know, is think, that Ronnie uh, right there? No, it's not Ronnie. No, it's not Ronnie Mendoza, I would. he would have those kind That'd of That would be amazing. And he might be carrying. <laughs> he would be carrying some sort he of wouldn't have that beard, equipment, no. But he might wear that shirt. <laughs> um, but tell me about books. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the internet is changing that, but I think, um, but we don't really have control over the internet, no. right? When we make something, no. you know, it goes out there and then it can be manipulated and it can be shared a million times and the quality can be degraded. But with a book, right. Right. Um, anyone can have their hands literally touch that. Yes. And I think that um, connection, I think is really important. And I don't get the connection when I go to a museum or when I look at an image online. Um, there That's isn't this resonance. You don't get the connection when you go to a museum. I do, I do sometimes, but you're in an institution, you're in a white box, yes. you're in a manipulated sort of environment yes. that is made to kind of like guide you to see. Yes. And when you look at a book, um, wow. you, you yeah. have your own agency over like, you, you have agency Does when the you look at- Does the art world you're speaking this way about these? Oh yeah, sure. Don't you uh, want I mean, to, there's a when's whole... the last time you gallery? How are you gonna gallery if you speak of something like this in this way, come on. But I just think that the, the pleasure mm -hmm. of looking at a book and getting close up to it and feeling the pages mm -hmm. and turning the pages yourself mm -hmm. and your coming back to in your own, your own Yeah, you're in, you're in your mm -hmm. house and you're sipping a cup of coffee. I don't know, mm -hmm. I think that experience to me is like, is really interesting to have this thing that somebody can buy, someone can purchase and they have this whole you know body of work that you've created mm -hmm. and there's no, um, there's not a class, socioeconomic class that's that's dependent upon that to have that experience. Interesting. That, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. So. That's why you say democratic. Democratic, yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's and that's the thing about photography too that photography is democratic, and I think that it's why it's it's sort of like reaching the end of dem of or a new beginning of democracy because everyone that? can do it. Everyone can do it. 
I know. You know that I've, <laughs> I've met um, photographers who made their whole living at it. They're mm -hmm. maybe 10, 20 years older than me, and they're kind of like bummed that anybody can go buy any camera. Yeah. I mean, unless you get yeah. into like some of these Hasselblads, or whatever. But, sure. But um, is that really what photography was? Like you could just buy shit and you kind of sucked, but you could eke out a living because you owned all this shit. Well, it's more democratic than something like painting, like That's historically, true. right? Like. Um, because you just push a button? Yeah, push a button, you, they do the rest. Yeah. But it's really not yeah. true, you know this. Oh, of course it's not true. <laughs> of course it's not true, yeah. but um, it doesn't take a particular skill set like some other mediums do. And The level of. And, you know, you don't need this equipment that's, um, that's, that's really, you know, you, you're not gonna blow anything up. That's true. You know? Right, that's true. With, making a digital photograph or making a photograph on your on your iPhone. When you say blow up, you're talking <laughs> right? about I'm like literally blowing or? up something, right. like exploding, you know, or like, right. uh, like I'm thinking of like ceramics, so you know, you have to oh, right. kiln and you have to right. I hear that's like the temperature control. The badass of art is ceramics. Supposedly that's, it is. Right. That's it like really her, is. Yeah. 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 You meet some ceramics person, those people are just motherfuckers compared to everyone else. Yeah. That's it's true. Heard. It's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we can consume, we can consume in a way um, with photography that we can't consume with other art forms. Right. Yeah. So does it bum you out that books are just like so on the, you know, deaths? But I don't think they are. You don't? I you don't. don't think so? No. I, I, there's been a huge resurgence in the past 10 years and 10 years plus. Yes. With people pushing back against, um, I don't know if it's directly against sort of the um, iPads and the, yeah, this digital. digital technology, but everyone has a book now. And if you go to a book fair, an art book fair, it's like endless amounts of people but trying to sell their niche, books. And I mean, it's niche, but art, art's niche too. That's true. That's true. You know, and most artists that are well known are going to have at least a monograph or five or six. Yeah. So I don't think books are going away. No? No. In that field. Yeah. So it's going to be very expensive for artists to produce them then because if yes. nobody's making them and there's no stuff's not going to be cheap anymore, good, uh -huh. raw goods to make books. And but you can make a book now with your inkjet printer. It's true. What about zines? Do you have any thoughts on zines? I love zines. Why? I think zines, well, just be the rawness of zines. Are you, tired? Are you getting tired? No. This is the best part of the podcast. No, no, no. If, you want, if you're trying to leave, <laughs> this, is the, this is where the good shit comes out. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love the rawness yeah. of zines. Um, I, personally, for me, like, the books that I love are ones that are, like, beautifully reproduced that have this, like, grit and tooth to the paper and weight and, you know, color reproduction. So, like, that's not really my, like, I don't think I would ever make a zine. I've actually been asked to make zines before and yeah. then, like, nah, mm -hmm. you know. Because... I mean, if you encourage students to make a zine as, say, a project, sure. wouldn't that in some level perpetuate books? Yeah, absolutely. Some, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think, I like the, I like the sort of, like, the fact that zines were kind of like the original way of putting together a group of material that was like kind of anonymous and yes. it was quick and it was something that could be like heavily distributed yes and I think that we have I think the internet's now like 
done that for us in right. other ways. Right? Because it was this way to like communicate right. um, ideas that were maybe underground. And I think that. Do you think it's replaced really the zine, the, the internet? Yeah. Like yeah. my daughter, you know, she's only 15, and yeah. she goes to a high school. And you know, just anybody that age, you go through phases where you you're popular, you want to mm -hmm. be popular, and all. And I said, you know, just make a zine. I mean, that thing will yeah. spread around your school like friggin' wildfire because it's not yeah. digital. You can't get busted for having it. Yeah. Um, there's still some institutions where that's all you have is something paper. It's quiet. Yeah. 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 So there's something to that. I mean, yeah. to some level, I think. And the stuff you could say in, in a zine, for some reason, people feel more mm -hmm. um, free to, to, to say things in a zine that they would never say. Mm -hmm. that, that, like you said about the internet, the anonymous but aspect. But I think the anonymity of the internet is why so many people are saying things. Like, yeah. I think what you're talking about is actually happening on the internet a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, with social media, obviously, people have created their sort of brand and what they say has become very curated. But I think there's also other places on the internet where people are completely anonymous and do have the... Um, the freedom to say whatever they want okay. to say in right. exchange ideas. And people and that, see that, they're not, Yeah. they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that idea of circulation, I think in a community is really interesting. Though, right, Don't right. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a geographic community or some sort of actual physical community. Yes, it's kind of cool. I huh? think that's super cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Did she make a zine? She's, no, she's working on it. Now she's getting into skateboarding and you know, she's cool. finding her, um, I named her after uh, the, a female singer, Kate Bush, and uh, I love Kate Bush. You like Kate Bush? Yeah. So, um, so Kate, my daughter, you know, she's very, uh, she's a better artist, a better athlete than I ever was. At, at the, I mean, she wrote this song called Venus. And I've been writing songs like my whole life. I've never wrote a song like that. <laughs> it's just the most amazing song. Wow. I'm wondering, is yeah. it going to screw her up if she goes and studies a bunch of music? Right. You know, studies mm -hmm. literature, does all the right things. Instead of just like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I as a drummer, um, mm -hmm. I was um, a pretty good drummer, and then I got to meet this guy's this family, they're like the, some of the best drummers in the world, and the father got me in with their teacher, and one of the brothers was like, oh God, I don't know, Ken, you know, you're going to lose all that stuff you have, and I thought, I don't want that, I don't want to be like you guys. Yeah, and yeah. kind of did wash yeah. away some of the, um, mm -hmm. my character. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, there, one thing I do that I specifically try to be like de-skilled at and not great at is drumming. <laughs> like, right. Because Tell me about I think drumming. I mentioned that. But, well, just because. One of the greatest drummers in the world is going to listen to this podcast. Kurt Biscara. He's one of the greatest drummers in the world. Plays for everybody. Alton John, Sarah McLaughlin, uh -oh. the Rolling Stones, um, everybody. Yeah. Well, my favorite Tell drummer is uh, Heather Lewis who is in a band called Beat Happening. Okay. Um, Why do you was, like Heather? Uh, because of her lack of skill. <laughs> like, so she's sort of like Meg? <laughs> she, she had this way of just um, making this sort of like a human drum machine. Like oh. very repetitive, mm -hmm. sort of Emulating like, mechanics of drum machines, basically? Yeah, in a, in a way, right? Her mm -hmm. beats are so simple. They're very kid-like. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like Beat Happening was this band that was started by Calvin Johnson in Olympia, Washington okay. um, in the 80s. And um, sort of like this weird sort of like pop punk, sort of underground, silly 
childlike okay. music that just is so naive. And okay. her drumming is so naive right. in something like a kid would, would do if they right. had drum. And that's what I tried to that's like hone in. That's fascinating. And how do you hone that in? Um, by just going by pure gut. Right. <laughs> right. Play. Just don't look just, at. Yeah, I just literally just like actually um, just reacting to sound. Yes. Right. And like having this like repet like that, again that repetitive thing of like what would a kid do? What kind of joy does a kid get? out of doing like you know when you're a kid you love doing things over and over again true right and in that sort of feeling of like it's not about getting better at it but just like to me i, I loved doing the same thing over and over again and there was a the satisfaction in that right right the the, like hearing uh, that one thing over and over and over really and it's like thing. a constant and yeah. so that's what i try to do and i don't i try to like limit myself and when i when i see myself trying different things or, or trying to like get quote Evolve. unquote better yes. like technically right. I'm like oh no no stop right. you know? because because why <laughs> because I want it to be this thing that comes from not a, a, a tool bag like a, a bag of tricks I want it to be this thing that is um, reaction like pure reaction because why is that why is that more valuable to you because it's because I think in I, it comes back to this feeling of making art when I was a kid that is getting away from all the things we've talked about, language and intention and um, audience and like that, that like quest to really understand what I'm doing. I'm trying to, to have more of a primal relationship with my body and with sound. I mean, I love and that. that I love and that. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like punk music, right? <laughs> like, is that pretty much? You know, but um, but for me, I just like that idea. That Not I, new punk. That's old punk. There, if you're talking right, about that. Right, old punk. Yeah, yeah. like raincoats-ish yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so obviously, the big question is, I know we've been on our final question for about an hour. <laughs> why, like, why is that applicable or desirable mm -hmm. in music, but not in photography? Mm -hmm. That approach. I mean, I think just because of what you're talking about, like I've studied it too much, I know too much. So you've gone too far? Where with, yeah, I've gone So you really would far. need like a big blunt to go back, instrument on to the like, head to sort of forget about all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Maybe some yeah. minor stroke or something yeah. like that. And uh -huh. Eat a lot of red meat, you could maybe summon that up again. That. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you feel kind of cursed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man who knew too much, the woman who knew too much. Yeah, there's yeah. I don't think there's any going back, right? Like we think once you. So you just keep going into the complexities of that language, yeah. as opposed to, like, what you, what is almost in a Darwinian level required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've thought about doing. Ooh. That's awesome. Wow, we almost. That's awesome. Okay. You know, I've thought about doing things like. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make a body of work where I do like everything wrong, you know, like shoot on 45 and do right. all the things that are completely wrong. But right. then that's a formula too, right? right? Because I'm thinking about, right about thinking that. about all the conceptual ideas that have come before. You have to know it to could, make to screw it up properly. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love music and I feel music, but, and I've played instruments, but I, there's a lot about music that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But you like. And I fact. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like that I feel like I'm, I'm making this thing for the first time that's never been done, even though it has been done. But for me, there's this feeling that. But for you, no, that, though, right. 
right? There's this discovery, like I can discover. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Pure discovery, isn't yeah. it, at that level? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the be and it's also like the beginner's mind is something that yes. that is so like worthwhile. And I try to to do new things like weave or um, I like I'm always trying new things, whether that's like in an art context or some other context, like taking a boxing class, mm -hmm. just something where I'm, I am in like that beginner's mind again, yes. where I can sort of understand something about myself and have that like empowerment that comes from that too. Do, do you do that to affect your photography or no? Just, just for yourself, the beginner? Just for myself, but it get, I mean, it always comes back to photography, you know, like your, who you are, like affects every decision that you make when you're, when you're making a photograph. So, mm -hmm. um, so it's not like a direct relationship, no. but it is, um, it's something that can keep you creatively engaged yes. with, with just the world yes. too. That's kind of why I do yeah. photography. I mean, I'm really a, a drummer. I'm not, uh, although I did photography when I was young, I assisted for some successful photographers and I'm not really a photographer, but, but I did it because I don't really know much about it. The yeah. beginner's mind. Yeah. And probably once I understand it pretty well, I'll never touch it again. Yeah. <laughs> you you know? kind of move on. Yeah. 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 I'm that way with art, but I've always been the type yeah. of person that was very frustrated with time. You know, like I've always, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a surgeon. I want to be a guy that works at the post office. I want to be mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. A drummer, or a dancer, whatever, mm -hmm. anything, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, we only get this one life, and it's like, wow, really? Yeah. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I fantasize about my other lives too, my my park ranger life. Yes. No, totally. Because you like nature. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, you've really made me think about something here. You know, this might be the last podcast ever. <laughs> Even if I never make a good photograph <laughs> in my life, at least, I can make people think about photography. You kind of do. You know that about yourself. You kind of have that thing about you. And I, well, you know, it's the Socratic sort of um, way of, of teaching, I think. Yeah. 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 But sorry, I, I No, no, you. no. I'm, I'm, this is what I, I like the choking <laughs> up over here. Kind of how I feel inside. Uh -huh. Uh -huh, now uh -huh. that you've brought up all this thing about language and what it is, and it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. I mean, I had no idea I would learn this much. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm sorry you didn't learn much from this conversation, but you know, um, you really helped me to be more confused, to, to yeah. think further. To be. Yeah. yeah, I kind of fucked you up a little bit. You did. Right? You sort of fucked yeah. me up. I'm like, wow. Hmm. <laughs> what? It, and then it's like, well, what is the point of all? That's what I'm all saying. Of this language, yeah. That's what I'm totally. saying. <laughs> That's what I'm to think about right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. this is it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Carlton. <laughs>